So I had some ideas for podcast names. Mm-hmm. One of them was Sines, Cosines, and Tangents, because we go on so many tangents. Mm-hmm. And the other was Function Junction, sort of as a as a callback to a joke from 2008. What are your thoughts? I like the Tangents ones, but that sounds more like a calculus podcast. And Well, that, you know. okay, we, it can be like an ironic thing. Yeah. That, like... People think that they're getting, you know, calculus and academic scholarly research when, in fact, they're getting the exact opposite. <laughs> okay. They're getting a graphic design student, a map analyst, and Colin making fun of ball <laughs> games and writing showcases about getting stuck in South Dakota. I love how you just say Colin. Well, I mean, I don't want to bury him. I assume he's going to listen to this. <laughs> Welcome to Sines, Cosines, and Tangents. I'm Alex. I'm Philip, and I'm playing Trials Fusion right now. So, yeah. How, how's uh, Trials Fusion going? It's uh, going all right. Uh, give me a review of Trials Fusion in six words. Fun motorcycle obstacle courses. That's four. If you count that's four, that was six words. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we were just having a conversation. We really haven't planned anything this week, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to hit record and see what happens. I'll, I'll just cut the boring stuff out, but, um... Oh, uh, congratulations on applying for American Ninja Warrior. Yep. Finally. How'd the, uh, video editing process go? Uh, I wasn't exact. I was sort of involved, but I, I just left it all up to Sam because I, I am too impatient to do video editing. Uh. So, but he did a really good job, and we, I was in, I was in, I was in close contact with him through the whole thing, so I had a lot of input. That's good. So, uh, unlike yeah. the slideshow I submitted four years ago, are we ever going to get to see your application video? Yeah. Okay, cool. Eventually. I, I don't, it's not really that good. Well, no, I don't mean not really that good, because Sam did a really good job, but like, it's nothing you guys don't know about me, and it's most of it's like footage you already have seen. So I mean, we we, we still want to see it. This is an important step in your life, and as your friends, we want to be supportive of your future endeavors. Okay. By the way, I did not establish a ninja name. I'm Thankfully. sure one will be established for you. Oh yeah. We are we are making T-shirts if you go on the show. I'm just letting you know that now. This is completely beyond your control. We're making T-shirts, whether you like it or not. You can pr you can make your own. I don't care. I, I'm I don't want t-shirts. You know they're not gonna let you run in an NNL shirt. I'm not gonna wear an NNL. I'll probably like wear somebody else's shirt. Well, I wonder if they'd let you do that actually. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, for context, when I turned 21, I applied for American Ninja Warrior and had the singular worst application video in the history of application videos. I really want to watch it. Well, too bad, because it is lost to history. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lost, uh, lost uh, I will say this much. I tried to give myself a backstory because I figured that my training wasn't going to get me onto the show. There were two clips of me training. One was me doing a singular dip between my washing and drying machines <laughs> at my, uh, this is still at my dorm, uh, my junior year of college. And the other was doing the body prop in which my hands were a good, like, two feet above my feet. <laughs> and yeah, also, I was 190 pounds at this time, so. Yeah, like, ju just envision a slideshow with horrible clips of a fat kid doing not training. Bear in mind, I recorded both of those pieces of footage, like, the night before the deadline, which is why they were so horrible. There's been worse submission videos, you know which one I'm talking no, about. No, mine I... was worse. Mine My... was worse. No way. Mine was worse, I promise. Like, though I know the one you're talking about. At least he could mm -hmm. do a set of monkey bars, and I really couldn't Barely. at that point in my life. Like, remember that, uh, remember we went to Michelle's comp in February 2014? Yes. This, this is where we first met everyone, at a rock climbing gym in Columbus in February 2014. They had a warped wall there, 
Now, I'm probably 5'7", 5'8", at this point. I'm still 5'8". And they were, like, doing the warped wall. And Drew Dreschel is on the top of this wall. He's putting his arm... He's, like, leaning belly first on the wall. Like, holding his arm down. So, really, I only have to get about 12 feet. The first time I get up there and I miss... The second time, I finally grab it in a dead hang. He's pulling his absolute hardest. Now, bear in mind, Drew Dreschel is the best ninja in history. <laughs> yep. So, Grant, and this is like three days before he won Azeon Cup in 2014. He's pulling his hardest. I'm pulling my hardest. And cumulatively, we are getting absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and about 15 seconds later, my grip gives up. That's like... <laughs> I, I, I wish I was there to see that. I, I was there, but I must have been doing something else. I, that might have been the day before, because you were only down oh. there for the second day. I was down there for the first day. Ah. Let's see what else. I, I, I want to think about memories of that excursion now, because we're going to be in Columbus next weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I buried Travis Rosen all during his run. Because I was filming some of the runs, and I was filming Travis Rosen's stage three run, and I just spent the entire time burying him. <laughs> also, I chanted ACL at Drew Dreschel. Oh, I remember that. I, I was kind of an ass in 2014. Oh, I got laser eye surgery. Last oh, week. yeah. I, I enjoyed your waiting room observations. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go load those in a second. Did I post the... Which... Uh, group chat day post those in. I th I think I think the what I I think Doug's and Sea. Okay, yeah. I, I thought so. Uh, yeah, we come up with like weird names for our group chats, yeah. and sometimes they turn into these completely incoherent paragraphs. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've had some pretty interesting ones. Um, I I've screenshot a couple of them when they've gotten like to the point where they can't be edited anymore. Yeah, exactly, because we've ran out of characters. Oh, I scrolled too far back, and I got to your comment. As a Christian, what do you think of Bitcoin? Oh yeah, be, remember we were making because remember when you were here, uh, here, uh, just oh yeah, the, like the Seven Hundred Club or something. Yeah, we were watching. For some reason, we were watching the Seven Hundred Club while we were eating breakfast, and the question came up to some dude saying, "As a Christian, what do you think about Bitcoin?" <laughs> And I remember we were thinking, oh, man, it's going to be terrible. He's going to probably, like, quote Revelation or something. And, <laughs> like, uh, no, actually, he actually did a better job than I expected. <laughs> like I said, the, sh the show is called Science, Cosines, and Tangents because we tangent so much. We're going to go back a conversation now to go back to my LASIK surgery. For, first of all, they, they did a fantastic job. Um, I'm going to withhold the name of this place because I'm not a corporate chill for them. I get there, and they're like, oh, well, uh, make sure to leave us a review on Facebook, and one person each month will win a $50 Amazon gift card. Now, I was a little suspicious when I was looking for a place to get LASIK done, and I ended up ignoring the online reviews anyway because I just went with somebody who my mom works with went to. Like, all of the laser places are 5.0s. I assume because LASIK is very easy and incredibly safe. So I was a little suspicious that all of these places had 5.0 ratings. And I know why now, because they apparently pester you for reviews. And I'm like, alright, whatever, I'll do it later. I have not done it, and I will not do it. They're like, all right, well, you know, here are your, here's your eye drop schedule, here's all your supplements, whatever. Oh, and make sure that you check in on Facebook, and we'll give you a free t-shirt. Oh my god! Oh now, yeah. Real talk here. You honestly think that bribing me with a corporately branded t-shirt is going to get me to bend to your whim. Why in the hell would I wear a LASIK Vision Place 
t-shirts in public. I never would. I have t-shirts that I specifically don't wear in public because I'm too ashamed to wear them in public. That would be one of them. I don't need another one. One of mine would be my 2008 Geography Bee champion. Oh my god! Please take a picture of this and send it to me. Actually, I don't know where it went. But Please I, I, find I, it and take a picture of it and send it to me. It's actually way more basic than you'd think. It's just like a little seal of like a globe. Don't care. Send it to me. Oh, I have another shirt that I wouldn't wear because one, it's size small. Okay. Uh, two, it's it's a Capri Sun branded shirt. <laughs> because one time at like a town fair or something, I was in a competition. There was like a Capri Sun event, and there was like a pro skateboarder, a pro rollerblader, and there was like a pro BMX guy, and it was on like this half pipe, and they're doing demos and stuff, but like. You could win a skateboard if you suck down Capri Sun the fastest out of anybody. If you suck down Capri Sun the fastest. Yes, and I won it. I got a shirt and I got an autographed skateboard. <laughs> Where's the autographed skateboard? In my room somewhere. Oh. How, how does it feel to be a champion Capri Sun sucker? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so LASIK. I don't check in anywhere. Because I don't want people to know where I am at all hours of the day. If somebody wanted to get LASIK, I would happily recommend to them where I got my LASIK. Not that it matters, because I assume all LASIK places are the same given by their perfect ratings that they pay for with Amazon gift cards. And t-shirt... Wait, no, that's checking in. Yes. So there's this family, like... Some guy is there, and he has an entire freaking cheering section. Mm -hmm. And we're saying there... The LASIK Ninja. Right? <laughs> I guarantee there is at least one person this season that has applied uh, that, like, did a submission video and had the name LASIK Ninja. Guarantee. Oh, I forgot the congratulations board. So they have a board that says, congratulations, and a bunch of people's names written in. I was one of them. Now, like, I don't understand why they have a congratulations board. Like, congratulations for giving us your money. I'm like, what? <laughs> why? Why? I, I just gave you several thousands of dollars. Why do you feel the need to congratulate me for it? By the way, I'm going to read this post from Colin. I'll ask him later if it's okay if I read this. He says, That reminds me of a story I haven't told you guys since it was a little thing. Like, right after I got my dental implant surgery, and a few hours after surgery, when they attached the healing teeth to the implants, they did some little unveiling ceremony thing, getting all the staff in the recovery room with me and Dad with a mirror, and started clapping. <laughs> oh my god! Did, did you not see that? It was in the group chat. No! Start reading the group chats, damn it! Okay. You're starting laughing. <laughs> By the way, I, I said in all caps. That's, that's the most, like, uncolin thing ever. I bet he was less than in <laughs> uh, Actually, he commented after that. The thing I want when I when all swollen and bleeding out. Let me try to read this normally without spaghetti falling out of my pockets. The thing I want when all swollen and bleeding out my mouth, drugged up. Is everyone who works there clapping? <laughs> and I, I, com I commented in all caps, Why are we just learning this now? This was like the most important part. <laughs> anyway, they gave me chapstick with their logo on it. I don't know why they gave me chapstick with their logo on it. Like, I got eye surgery there, not Accutane. Anyway, that's all the stuff I have about LASIK, other than my eyes keep getting blurry sometimes because I keep having to adjust distances, and I'm not good at that yet. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that was kind of automatic on glasses, and now my eyes actually have to adjust to distances, so that that's one weird thing. And also, I keep reaching for my glasses, and they're not there. They're not going to help me anymore. I'd be so irresponsible with, like, contacts. I'd, like, leave them in for a month, and then I'd be like, why are my eyes burning? <laughs> Actually, the reason I never got contacts, because if I, if I could tolerate contacts, I probably would have just worn them, 
But one time at the doctor's office, I made them give them to me just to test them out. It took me, like, 15 minutes to get the one contact in, and after, like, 30 seconds, it started burning, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> Although they put a healing contact on one of my eyes. They said it was, like, really rigid or something, and it was fine. Hi, Alex from the future here. Uh, I cut a bit about a trucking school that wasn't actually that funny, so there's no context to this next part, but we start talking about Disney, so enjoy. Oh my god, okay, so after after the podcast, let's, like, look up random Disney stuff. Like, like all the Disney hotels and, like, random Disney properties. Oh yeah, I was obsessed with all the Disney hotels for, like, three seconds once. Yeah, same. I, I, I still, I, I have a couple Walt Disney World books that sometimes I look be- look at and just, like, fantasize about being in the king's, uh, like, in the best suites. Like, my dream is to be in, like, the most expensive suite at Contemporary. You do usually you know, get the swanky hotel rooms. We we always would stay at All Stars Sports Resort. Huh. Uh, we stayed... Well, admittedly, I was there for academic games twice. The first time I was ten, I mean, we stayed off off the property both times. You know what's really freaking weird is that I mm. had a dream about that the exact hotel I'm talking about last night. Mm. It was super weird. We, we never stayed in, like, a Disney hotel. Uh, we got, like, one-day passes to Epcot when I was 10, and that was awesome. And then we got one-day park hopper and did Magic Kingdom and MGM. I think which... it's just called Hollywood Studios now. No, okay, whatever. But Magic Kingdom was fine... And we're like, oh, well, maybe we're a little old for this. Let's try MGM. MGM was so stupid. We got, like, right there when they were about to do one of their parades. And they had, like, this trampoline get up. And I swear they just picked people off the street to jump on these trampolines because they were doing quote-unquote tricks, which was jumping from one trampoline to the other trampoline. (laughs) I think one guy might have done a front flip. Anyway, so there's this guy in, like, one of the G.I. Joe soldier things from Toy Story. Like, that's his get-up. He's, like, the MC of this parade or whatever. He's, like, hyping up this big, exciting thing. And they hype up the big, exciting thing. And it's, I don't know, some obviously something insanely stupid. And then... Where Disney World really jumped the shark for me. I will never remember. I will never forget this because of how stupid it was. He then feels the need to shout at the top of his lungs, "It's Operation Song and Dance," in like this military voice, and then he starts doing this stupid like Pee Wee Herman tequila dance. Like, do you know the Pee Wee Herman tequila dance? Kind of. He starts I, I... doing that. Except not nearly as well. And it's just horrific, and I'm like, this is the stupidest shit. <laughs> Epcot's chill as hell. Ep- Epcot was very fun. but I mean, Epcot's the it. only good park. Every, all the normies want to go to Magic Kingdom just stand around in a sea of, like, people. And, like, germs. And, like, probably stinky people. Shout and like shouting high schoolers from Brazil when they could. There, just there are only Epcot. two reasons to ever go to Disney World. One, if your age is in the single digits, and two, if you're proposing to a girl with Alex from the future again. The next part was really mean, so I cut it <laughs> because oh I see God. so many Disney World proposals. It's not so even like many. And it's you just like, think... you're 27, why are you getting proposed to at Disney World? Might as well throw a ring pop. Like... You you like, would what... think, like, they would pick a, like, a secluded, like, You would romantic, think they would pick like, anything besides Disney World. Like, Something. that's lower than proposing at a baseball game. <laughs> I actually have seen a proposal at a baseball game. It was really cringy. I, I, why I don't know why people would like to do proposals in public. What what kills me are these like 
flash mob proposals. Like, oh, everyone those are like the... they, Everyone feels like they need to propose in a flash mob now. I hate flash mobs in general. Oh my god. Well, yes, flash Dude. mobs are pretty stupid. Uh, They're... My, my high school show choir had a flash mob in a giant eagle once. That's not a joke. They had a flash mob in a giant eagle. That's really dumb. It, it was incredibly dumb, and I was glad that I wasn't there. But, it, like, really, flash mobs... Perp okay, what's even worse than flash mob proposals is any type of promposal. Oh my god, you're 16, grow a pair and ask a girl to a ball, to, to a dance. Like... Really? Promposals? Oh yeah, they promposals. These are, really these are a thing now, by the way. Oh my god, they're so dumb. They're so dumb. I wouldn't know because of one, I was homeschooled, and two, I was nowhere near prepared to talk to girls. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, um... Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk uh, off the record about my experience with proms. Alright. I, I, long story short, I did not go to either of mine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, flowchart, if you're proposing something to someone, if you're proposing marriage, do it tastefully and classfully. Don't do a flash mob. Uh, don't do sporting events. Just don't be an idiot. If you're not proposing marriage, ask her, like the grown-ass man or child that you are, do not get her a cake, do not get her a marching band. Like, <laughs> can you imagine, like, if I had a girlfriend, and, like, we're just, like, hanging out, and, you know, we've been together for, I don't know, six months, and I go out and get a marching band... <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I have an extra ticket to a Penguins game. You want to come with me? No. I, I, I'm just going to be like, hey, I have an extra ticket to a Penguins game. Come with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not... <sighs> Promposals are the worst. All right, it's time to make fun of Colin again because he didn't record enough uh, audio with me and Philip. <laughs> say, say hi, Colin. Hi. We don't have any specific things. We're just going to start asking random sports rules. Mm -hmm. We'll see how I... many Colin knows. All right, I, I have one to start. Do you know what a shot clock is? What sport is this? Basketball. I'm guessing that's like the, the play clock in football, I'm assuming? Sort of. You have to take a shot before the play clock expires. Oh. Alright, in a professional basketball game, how long do you suppose the shot clock is? I.e. you have to take a shot every X seconds or minutes. I'm probably going to be way off here, but I'm going to guess a minute. That is pretty far off, yes. <laughs> how far off? 24 seconds. Oh. Actually, I was just looking up today. Um, there was a basketball game in like the 40s or something. Actually, it was mm -hmm. the 50s maybe where there was one really good player on the one team, so the other team decided to just hold the ball forever. This oh. is before the shot clock. The final score, and this is a professional basketball game, the final score was 19 to 18. Oh. I'm guessing that strategy is why the shot clock exists. Correct. Do you know how many points were scored in the highest scoring basketball game? I don't know, but I'm going to guess in these triple digits. That's, uh, that's pretty safe. <laughs> Just take a stab in the dark. How, how many points does a basketball team usually score in a game? Um, doesn't that have somewhere between, like, 50 and 80 or something? That's pretty low. For college, you might sort of be on track. Oh. I'm going to look up scoring averages for teams this year. Philip, ask a question <laughs> when I look this up. How does one achieve a stolen base? You take it and run away. No, uh, I, I'm guessing you just get there before the person with the with the ball does. Uh, sort of. Elaborate. 
Um, fighting under the guy's arm with the ball in his hand? I don't what? know. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not it, is it? <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. Okay, don't you have to touch the player with the ball? Yes. To get them out? Yes. Yes. So, imagine the guy who has the ball has the ball in his arm and has his arm out to try and touch the guy. And the other guy slides to the base, getting his foot on the base while sliding under that guy's arm. This isn't it, is it? That's uh, pretty far off. <laughs> That's like one micro component of it. Uh, Alright, so... You, let's say you're on first base and you're just chilling out. And the pitcher has the ball. The pitcher delivers his pitch. However, you decide, you know what? I'm going to go to second base anyway. So while the pitcher is throwing this pitch, you decide to run off to second base. The batter does not hit this ball, so it goes into the catcher's mitt. The catcher then throws on to the second baseman to attempt to get you out, but you are just in time and beat the throw. That is a stolen base. Oh, I wouldn't play off. You can also, on more rare occasions, steal third base, or in incredibly rare situations, steal home base. If you do the ladder, wouldn't you risk getting hit by the bat? No, because your teammate would see it coming and back out of the way. Oh. It, like, almost never happens. Like, I can't even remember the last time it happened. Um, side note, there was a guy who stole first somewhat recently. <laughs> so he's How on first base. He successfully steals second base. He's on second. And then there's a ball put into play. There's some sort of base running issue. So the runner on second base goes back to second. And suddenly there are two men on second base. Oh. So the fielder, being confused, tags both men. The original runner on second base assumes he's out, starts to trot back to the dugout. Meanwhile, it turns out the other guy was the one that was out for having two men on base. And he has to scurry back to first because he can't get back to second. So he is returned to first base after being on second base. To complete the cycle, he then attempted to steal second base again and was thrown out to end the inning. Well... I'm guessing he knows about as much as the rooms as I do, as in not at all. That would be pretty difficult, considering he is a professional baseball player. By the way, to answer the last question, I just picked the Washington Wizards at random, and they have scored, on average this season, 106.7 points. Oh. In their last game, they defeated the New York Knicks 121-103. to Oh. Which is admittedly kind of high scoring. All I know is I was way off. Yes. Uh, here's a game that they lost to the Brooklyn Nets, 119-84. to Mm-hmm. So the losers got on, on the higher end of what I guess was an average. Yes. So knowing that, what do you suppose the highest scoring professional basketball game was? 175, I based this off of absolutely nothing. It just seems like a high number. You're actually kind of close. The final score is 186 to 184. Oh, sit. The Detroit Pistons defeated the Denver Nuggets in triple overtime. Mm-hmm. All right. How many minutes in one quarter of professional basketball? Uh, hmm. I'm assuming you mean game time and not real time. Correct. Considering the I'm last tired. two minutes of a professional basketball game take, like, no exaggeration, 15 to 20 minutes sometimes. I'm going to guess 10 minutes then. That was pretty close, it was 12. I was afraid you were going to say something like hour and hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's baseball. Why I, that's why I asked the question. Uh, how, how long is an overtime period? Is that also 12 minutes? It is not, it is 5. Oh. Well, that explains how a game can go to triple overtime, then. 
In hockey, how does one achieve a delay of game penalty? By delaying the game, I win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they find this? Sell the puck against the wall and make sure no one can get it or something? Not quite. It is when you put the puck over the glass and into the stands. I thought they, they said that they put up nets to prevent that from happening. Or does like it get lost the in the net? But sometimes oh. it goes off like over the sides. Oh. So stuck in the area between the glass and the wall or the net. Between the glass and the net, and probably the wall under the glass. I'm probably making things worse by trying to elaborate, am I? Yeah, you're making things significantly worse. Oh, well, in this absence of questions, I remember how we explained outfield ramp. <laughs> I thought that gra like the grassy area between the square, like the dirt square and the wall, was called midfield. Thought outfield meant out because it was over that that wall thingy. And the outfield was the midfield. <laughs> oh my god. I'm guessing the dirt square isn't called the dirt square either, is it? No, I think you're talking about the infield. I guess. But I can't be sure. Is that the one with like all four bases and the pit space in the middle? Well, um <laughs> it's not called the pitch base. <laughs> it is called the Pitcher's Mound. Oh. Why? Because it is where the pitcher stands, and it is a mound. Okay, then. Alright, in real baseball, and this is professional baseball, how far from home plate to first base? I don't know, like 20, 30 feet, maybe? Oh dear. <laughs> How bad was that? 90 feet. Really? Yes. That's to get to the first base. Yeah, it takes about four and a half seconds. Alright, most Major League ballparks. How far is it from home plate to the center field wall? In feet. I'm going to have to ask a question here. Sure. What the hell is center field wall? Okay, it, okay, so remember outfield ramp? <laughs> remember the wall leading up to the outfield ramp? Oh, so it's the midfield outfield divider as I saw it was. Correct. <laughs> I don't know, 300 feet? Eh, not bad, 400. Considering how bad I've been doing that, I'll take that. Yes. What is the most over... Oh, I should preface this question by saying that uh, pro football overtime does not work the same as college football overtime. Oh. In college, each team gets one possession. They start from their 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. They each get a possession, and at the end of each possession, if there's a winner, then they win the game, and if they're still tied, then they play another overtime. Mm -hmm. And they keep going. I swear the NFL used to be like that, then they had the the tie thing. No, it, NFL was always sudden death. Huh. College football only added this, like, 20 years ago. No, no, I mean as far as if no one scores in the overtimes. Like, the maximum number of overtimes, if no one scores. Uh, in the playoffs, they have to have a winner, so they keep playing, but... In the that might be season, where the confusion lies, because I don't remember half like... I remember that happening years ago, how it was going to, like, Oh, yeah, that's right. The Ravens were playing the Broncos, and they were tied after overtime, so they played a second overtime, mm -hmm. because they needed a winner. Mm -hmm. In the regular season, they just called it a tie. Oh. That might be where the confusion's stemming from. Yes. Because it's a very rare scenario, as far as games I actually are watching... Actually, yeah, there have only been like five or six double overtime games in NFL history. Fun fact, I have watched since the 2002-ish season every NFL playoff game but two. Oh. They were the only two games during that period to go to double overtime. Oh, 
Well... The most recent time was because I was at a basketball game. Mm-hmm. The other time, I was actually watching most of the game, but halfway through overtime had to go to the toilet. Fair enough. And I was sitting on the toilet when the eventual game-winning touchdown was scored in double overtime. <laughs> I'm still bitter about this. It was like 15 years ago. There was not DVR at this point. And if you wanted to use the VHS, you had to get the NFL's express written permission. Correct. <laughs> I feel like you were going to ask something about college football overtime because we got oh, yeah, on a long you. rant. So, knowing that, what is the record for the most college football overtimes in one game. Like, they went to overtime, they were still tied, no one's cool. so they played a second <laughs> overtime, and so on. I said no one could tie them for. There have been many, or not many, multiple higher than four. Oh dear. The record is actually seven. Oh. I'm guessing the people involved in that game either didn't make it to the NFL if they were offensive players and did make it to the NFL if they were defensive players. Well, no, they just both kept scoring touchdowns. Oh! <laughs> I'm going to look up this game now. Oh, Arcan I forgot about this. Arkansas's coach used to be named Houston Nutt. <laughs> um, Houston, we have a problem. That's uh, two T's in nut for those keeping score. <laughs> That's even better. Oh, here's a fun baseball fact. I'm not going to ask it to you, but the longest losing streak in baseball this season was 11 games. The team that lost 11 games in a row, the Los Angeles Dodgers, ended up having the best record in baseball. I'm guessing they must play a lot more than 11 games. Uh, um, how, how many do you think they play? Well, if they can end up being the best, I'm going to say somewhere in the series. <laughs> oh! You know, the funny thing is, I think we've asked you this before, and you also said 30. <laughs> um, Try 162. What? Yeah. yeah, they play basically every day for close to six months. Oh dear. So yeah, the Dodgers, <laughs> the Dodgers won 104 games, they lost 58, and since I know you're thinking it, yes, they lost 58 games and still had the best record in baseball. How bad were the, how bad did the Wolf team do? Actually, not that bad. They won 64 games and lost 98. <laughs> that still sounds pretty bad when you have more losses than wins. Yes. D didn't the Tigers, like, win 43 and lose 119 a couple years ago? Philip, you should know this. Yes. I would say, I wonder if it's possible, ever possible, that somebody could go 143 and not... But I remember that baseball's so RNG that even really crappy teams will will sometimes be good teams. Yeah, like their record is 116 and 46. That's the most wins in a season. Mm -hmm. Baseball's so RNG in general. Yeah. Like like you, the best players are ones that can swing, that can hit the hit the ball like like two fifths of the time. For less than that, less than two fifths of the time. Yeah, for case in point, Colin, um, mm -hmm. Ty Cobb, he played for the Tigers for like ever, and this is in the early 1900s. He was okay. also extremely racist. Just tied through that. I mean, this was the early 1900s. This is true. He has the best batting average of all time. And his batting average is 366, which means he got a hit 36.6% of the time. Oh, okay, I'll ask. So, 
What makes Babe Ruth relevant if he not be better at uh, something? Is it because he had the candy bar named after him? Um, for one, it's because he hit a crap ton of home runs. Okay. He hit 714 home runs in his career. Oh. At the time he retired, I think second place was like 100-something. Oh. Context. But now he has been passed by two players, Hank Aaron, who hit 755, and Barry Bonds, who did steroids. Oh. And, well, I'm sorry, what was your original question? Oh, yeah, Babe Ruth. Oh, he is not the person on the candy bar. I, I mean, I said the candy bar part mostly jokingly, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Grover Cleveland's daughter. <laughs> I had no idea the candy bar was named after Grover Cleveland's daughter. Oh, I just thought of a funny thing. We should go back and talk about all the different presidents. See how many you guys yeah. know. All right. Do you want to just record that now and I'll put it on next week's podcast? Yeah. No, because this has taken long. Let's just do that next week. We will do that next week. Um. And that's your tease to listen to next week. That's our show. Oh, just kidding. Here's the showcases that we recorded like a week ago. Bye. It's time for the showcases. Uh, Philip, you went last week. So would you like to read yours first or second? First. Uh, Alright, go ahead. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Hopefully I don't just burst out laughing like last time. Have the cleanest house in the neighborhood with a set of industrial grade janitorial supplies. Ooh. <laughs> first, to keep your floors nice and spotless, we have this Aura commercial upright vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> This vacuum right, has those a existed. cleaning path, cogged V-belt resists slippage, circuit breaker helps protect against clogs and jams, its helping hang, hangle, hang handle has received ease of use certification from the Arthritis <laughs> Foundation, its powerful high-speed balance brush roll with double helix brushes whirls at 6500 RPM and moves debris towards the vacuum inlet for cleaning. Are you just reading off of the product description? Require self-assembly. <laughs> Next, keep your bathroom clean with this Lysol toilet bowl cleaner. 18 count, of 24, 18 count of 24 ounce bottles. Finally, here's an 8-pack of apple cider vinegar. I'm not entirely sure what it does, but many Facebook pages say that it cures cancer or something, so maybe it cleans stuff too. <laughs> Oh, and here's a new car! Hey! <laughs> this 2014 Chevrolet Supersport packs an, <laughs> packs an 850 horsepower V8 engine and was driven to victory twice by Jeff Gordon during the 2014 NASCAR Spring Cup season. Oh yeah, sorry, this is a race car. This is literally the same car Jeff Gordon drove. Your neighbors might not be happy. <laughs> so, so, like, it, it is literally the same physical car that Jeff Gordon drove. Yes. And how is it brand new? Sold by sold by the team itself. It's it, it's given. Oh, it's it, a brand new replica. No, it's the exact same car. <laughs> Literally the same car. Then it's a doomed car. Oh. Enough with the technicality. Let's just move on with the showcase. No, that's you, it. Yeah, that that is the end of the showcase. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I gave you way too easy of a showcase then, because you're going to win, I assume. <laughs> yeah, Hendrick Motorsports sells like old cars that used to that used to race. Mm-hmm. You just said it was an old car. <laughs> oh, and here's an old car! <laughs> no, remember that was last week though, I gave you guys the nineteen ninety-eight Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> It's still three years old and been doomed in races, but whatever. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, Probably only has like a couple thousand mileage because, you know, yeah. 500 mile race. I have absolutely no idea what they what these things sell for. <laughs> so I'm going to go $50,619. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Alright. I'm scared. Philip, are you ready for your showcase? Yes. A recent report estimated that America has, in total, $33 billion in unused tech. Considering that two-thirds of that is in Philip's Steam library, I thought we'd take a look at Philip's unplayed Steam games. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. <laughs> For instance, you own Rise Son of Rome and have no time and have no playtime on it. Maybe you'll enjoy it more after your trip to Rome. <laughs> you and the guest will fly round trip from Detroit to Rome, Italy via United Airlines for a six night stay in a suite at the first Roma, a five star luxury hotel. Enjoy the view of downtown Rome from your private jacuzzi. Daily breakfast is included. Plus, enjoy a four-hour tour of Rome's highlights aboard a Vespa scooter on your private tour. Next, you own both Roller Coaster Tycoon Deluxe and Planet Coaster, the latter of which costs $45 and have played neither. Dude, I got that like two days ago for 11 bucks. Oh. Well, I had no way of knowing this. Perhaps you need some inspiration for new roller coasters, which you'll get when you ride the world's fastest roller coaster at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi! Dude, that's right on Yasmarina Circuit, oh my god. <laughs> you and a guest will fly round trip from Detroit to Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates via Delta Airlines for a six-night stay in an exclusive, in an, excuse me, in an executive suite with a beach view at the Ritz-Carlton Abu Dhabi. Daily breakfast is included. Plus, enjoy VIP Plus benefits, including a private driving experience and karting academy session at Ferrari World, where you'll ride the Formula Rosa roller coaster with top speeds of 149 miles per hour. Finally, who could forget that time you paid real money to purchase Garfield Kart, ah! which, to my lack of amazement, has no playtime. Well, you can play it in real life with your pair of go-karts and Garfield costumes. <laughs> oh god. It's two professional S1 model go-karts with 196cc engine, 10-inch front tires and 11-inch rear tires, and hydraulic disc brakes. These carts have a top speed of over 50 miles per hour. Plus, enjoy racing in these custom-fit Garfield costumes, made from cotton, polyester, foam, I'm sorry, made from cotton, polyester, polyfoam, and velvet. Costume includes head, body, shoe, and hand covers. And this showcase, in which we hope you burn those Garfield costumes instead, can be yours <laughs> if the price is right. What is your bid? 3342. So $33,042. 30342 Okay, you, you need to start specifying. Uh, oh, that was what it was last time. I'm sorry. You, you did that last week and we spent like... Two minutes trying to figure out what number it was. Okay, so you bid thirty thousand three hundred forty-two dollars. Uh, yes. Okay, I bid fifty-six one nine on my showcase. What was the actual retail price? Wait, hold re on, hold on. Can I hear Doug something first? Sure. Wasn't wasn't a running joke in Caulfield sending whoever that other cat was to Abu Dhabi all the time? So you got two things that integrate with that. <laughs> hold on a second. Let me let me. Garfield Abu Dhabi. Garfield and Friends Abu Dhabi song. All like right. I swear to, like that that TV show was on TV when I was a kid, or at least reruns of it. I don't know why I randomly remember this shit. Well, there is a Abu Dhabi page on the Garfield wiki, so I will give it to you. <laughs> also on the Garfield wiki, uh. I love to play my bugle and cock-a-doodle-dandy. <laughs> for some reason, despite having an ad blocker, I have a Hasbro ad for Baby Alive Baby Dolls. <laughs> I cannot explain this in the slightest. You should put that in the showcase. Right? Alright, Philip, I bid 50619 What was the actual retail price? The actual retail price? 
350,342, which leaves a difference of $299,723. I win. Well, Philip, you bid, what, 30,006? 30,360-something? 30,342. Okay. Well, the actual retail price of your showcase is... $25,521. I win! Oh my god! I was off by $299,000 and I win! Oh my god! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No! And the confetti falls from the ceiling as I claim my first ever showcase victory. You, you should probably... Okay, with your new car, you should... You should enter a NASCAR race. <laughs> you guys can be my pit crew. Oh god. It's gonna be... Just imagine how terrible it will be, like... I know, right? Well, maybe I will be the driver. I think you'd be the one better off as a pit crew, because you're the one who would actually know shit about NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, like, you'd be like... <laughs> Wait, no, but then we'd also need a crew chief that talks to you during the race. But wait, no, you wouldn't even have a headset, so you wouldn't know when the race was going to start, and you wouldn't know when there was a yellow out, so then you, you would just, like, ram into cars and stuff. And... I love how they're, they're trying to make use of his prize, they're trying to get him killed. I, I love how he's trying to make me get use of my prize, that I didn't actually win. Well, yeah, that, too, but... Hypothetically... If you somehow actually did get it. <laughs> He's trying to send you to their desk. And that's the end of the podcast that we haven't actually recorded the rest of yet. Because we filmed these segments out of order. <laughs> Somebody say their name. I'm Colin. I'm Phil. And I'm Alex, reminding you that before the filming of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban... Director Alfonso Cuaron had Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson write essays about their characters. Watson turned in a 16-page essay, Radcliffe gave a single page, and Grint forgot to turn his in. See you next week! <laughs>